Have you ever asked yourself if happiness is attainable? Don't worry, it is, and the Bible teaches us how to obtain it. You're listening to the podcast version of God's Message magazine, and today's topic is pining for a joyous life. If joyously singing joy to the world in a world where joy is short-lived is not a paradox, what is? Likewise, if bidding the person next to you peace on earth to men of goodwill is also not ironical, then what is? Yes, for living on this earth today is such that the enduring type of happiness is nowhere to be found. It is as elusive as the peace that during this season of the year is wished upon by everyone. Truly so. For how can lasting joy and peace be attained when day and night one hears people groan from the seemingly insurmountable problems hitting them? A review of some of the year's events cannot be described as promising. Calamities, both natural and man-made, hounded people from all walks of life in the different regions of the planet. While sympathizers tried to extend their generosity and wished that victims could recover immediately. Didn't a 7.9 magnitude earthquake leave thousands of Sichuan province in China homeless? Couldn't the same be said of the aftermath of Cyclone Nargis that swept Myanmar's Irrawaddy Delta with powerful winds of more than 190 kilometers per hour? How about the ill-fated inter-island vessel Princess of the Stars and her 700 or more passengers who perished in an island, Philippine Sea, at the height of Typhoon Frank? Moreover, storms were battering Hong Kong and Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, Jamaica and parts of the United States facing the Atlantic Ocean wreaking havoc along the way. Then came Faye. Gustav, Hannah, and Ike drowning hundreds, threatening the oil rigs and the coast of Mexico when causing mass evacuation in New Orleans, and people would not want to a repeat of Katrina. The list of nerve-wracking, hope-robbing events can keep on growing. People from Zimbabwe, Kenya, Nigeria, Pakistan, Colombia, Argentina, Spain, and Thailand, just to name a few, are taking to the streets either to queue for a bowl of rice or to air their grievances, as in the case of militants asking for heads to roll while they accuse their governments of failing to provide them their needs. In the Bihar Valley, Indians were left marooned to death as government troops failed to muster enough rescue boats for the thousands stranded following massive flooding. Ethiopians are dying of hunger, drought, famine, pestilence, diseases of epidemic proportions and the like are claiming thousands of lives every minute of the day in many parts of the African continent, while assault, Rifle-wielding commandos continue to strike fear into the heart of many a South American. Then, 
Again, China grabbed the headlines with more than a thousand kids hit by contaminated baby milk. New problems keep on popping up, even as old ones remain unsolved. Poverty, in all its convoluted forms, that scare the wits out of people at the start of the year, continues to menacingly stare at humanity, even as the year is about to end. The Lehman Brothers bankruptcy that has grossly affected stockholders worldwide and brought about recession will surely aggravate the economic crisis, making millions of people suffer its consequences. All these and more are enough to make the people of God in these last days really pine for a joyous life. The world is facing a bleak future, but God's faithful servants are undaunted. Assured as they are, Thus, I quote, Then the king will say to the people on his right, Come, you that are blessed by my father, come and possess the kingdom which has been prepared for you ever since the creation of the world. That's Matthew 25, verse 34. Ever since the creation of the world. However, they are bidden to get ready. Thus, again I quote, Therefore you also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect, unquote, Matthew 24, 44. There's, a, there's every reason to be ready. Its urgency and significance are also evident. First, because the Son of Man, our Lord Jesus Christ, is coming at an hour when we do not expect him. Second, he foretold that among those who are waiting for him, some would be taken and some would be left behind. Thus, I quote Matthew 24, verse 40, 41, Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Lest people wonder who among those waiting for Christ's return will be taken and who will not, the book of Revelation made it clear. Thus, I quote, then he instructed me, Do not seal up the prophetic words you have written, for the time is near. Let the one who is doing wrong continue to do wrong. The one who is vile continue to be vile. The one who is good continue to do good. And the one who is holy continue in holiness. Unquote. Revelation 22, 10 and 11. As the day of Christ's return draws nearer and faster, the Savior announced, that those who are doing wrong will continue to do wrong, while the ones who are holy will continue to live in holiness, conducting a blessed life. Just how blessed they are, Apostle John went on to say, quote, Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may go through the gates into the city, unquote, Revelation 22, 14. By contrast, those who shall be left behind are also vividly portrayed. Thus, quote, outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood, unquote, Revelation 22.15. The dogs, those who will not be taken by the Lord, will be left outside. They are the unrighteous, 
Among them are people who worship graven images and those who practice falsehood, hence in false religions. They will not be saved or be allowed entrance to God's kingdom. So anyone who desires a good end or to be taken by the Savior into the promised city cannot but choose to wash their robes. Revelation 22.14 as bidden. What does washing of the robes mean? A robe is something that one puts on or wears. And God wants us to put on that which is clean or purified, which is why Apostle Paul said, quote, Then throw off your old evil nature, the old you that was a partner in your evil ways, rotten through and through, full of lust and sham. Now your attitudes and thoughts must all be constantly changing for the better. Yes, you must be a new and different person, holy and good. Clothe yourself with this new nature. Unquote. Ephesians 4, 22-24 Newness or purity of the soul, however, can be attained by obeying the truth as mentioned in 1 Peter 1.22, or doing God's commandments. Only then can one have the right to the tree of life. Thus, I quote again, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. Unquote. Revelation 22.14. Hence, Washing of the robe means doing or obeying God's commandments. The faithful are taught to obey his commandments to become worthy of salvation. Their complete obedience renders them fortunate, as they are given the right to the tree of life and to enter the gates of the city. Those who obey God's commandments are the ones whose love for God has really been made perfect, are sure of being in union with God. Referring to 1 John 2, 5, and shall continue to live in fellowship with Christ, so that when he returns, they will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. 1 John 2, 28, they are truly fortunate. For they heed God's instruction to hear his beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 17, 5. Who in turn commanded them to enter the fold or flock in John 10, 9, which is the Church of Christ, Acts 20, 28. Thus members of the true Church of Christ shall be made worthy to enter the heavenly kingdom. On the other hand, how do the apostles characterize those who are likened to dogs and are therefore denied the right to meet the Lord Jesus Christ? In his second epistle, Apostle Peter wrote thus, I quote, If people have escaped from the corrupting forces of the world through their knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and then are again caught and conquered by them, such people are in worse condition at the end than they were at the beginning. 
it would have been much better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than to know it and then turn away from the sacred command that was given them. What happened to them shows that the Proverbs are true. Quote, a dog goes back to what it has vomited, and a pig that has been washed goes back to roll in the mud. Second Peter 2, 20-22 Those who already escaped from the corrupting forces of the world, but are again caught and conquered by them, are likened to dogs because it is in the dog's nature to go back to what it has vomited, and this proves costly. Such shall be denied entrance into the kingdom of God. It is for this reason that true members of the Church of Christ, God's people in these last days, cannot and will not risk jeopardizing their right as God's elect. Never will they relinquish or abandon their membership in the Church of Christ. No faithful member of the Church of Christ would want to be compared with dogs, or pigs for that matter, such as those portrayed by the Apostle Peter as we read in Second Peter 2.22. Going back to a hideous nature, or drawing back, has its dire consequences. In the epistle to the Hebrew Christians, this is recorded thus, quote, Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul, unquote. That's Hebrews 10, 38-39. Where are those who draw back heading? To perdition. Hence, renouncing one's membership from the true church of Christ will mean drawing back and being left behind by Christ. Such will certainly not attain salvation. Do not love the world or anything that belongs to the world. If you love the world, you do not love the Father. Everything that belongs to the world, what the sinful self desires, what people see and want, and everything in this world that people are so proud of, none of this comes from the Father. It all comes from the world. The world and everything in it that people desire is passing away. But those who do the will of God live forever. That's First John 2, 15 through 17. The instruction cannot be but timely. A lot of people today are so engrossed with this world and the things that pertain to it that they have relegated the Father to the background. The Apostle John could not have been more explicit when he said, if you love the world, you do not love the Father. Apostle John specifically mentioned about the things that belong to this world, such as the desires of the sinful self or all forms of wickedness that are passing away. Hence, members of the Church of Christ to exchange their calling for worldly things not only run the risk of also passing away with the world, but also losing the love of the Father. Very much concerned for the welfare of the members of his church, Christ taught them thus, quote, Watch out! Don't let me find you living in careless ease and drunkenness, and filled with the worries of this life. Don't let that day 
catch you unaware. Unquote. That's Luke 21, 34. Be on watch and pray always that you will have the strength to go safely through all those things that will happen and to stand before the Son of Man. That's Luke 21, 36. No matter what, God's people need a safe passage through this world. If need be, they have to crisscross their way amidst trials and hardships as they continue in their earthly journey. Nonetheless, they must march undaunted, for a wonderful future awaits them. Thus, I quote, Look at those who are honest and good, for a wonderful future lies before those who love peace. But the wicked will be destroyed. They have no future. The godly will inherit the land and will live there forever. Unquote. That's Psalm 37, verses 37, 38, as well as verse 29. What could be more wonderful a future than salvation? God's righteous servants are truly fortunate. Thus, quote, But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. To find more articles like these, Get your copy of God's Message magazine from a member of the Church of Christ. You can also find the podcast version on incmedia.org slash podcasts or on iTunes or Google Play under INC Podcasts. Thank you for listening. I'm Brother Bob Pauline. God bless.